What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Simply Walk the Talk. I am your host, Joshua J. Holland. And today we're going to talk about life force and what that even means. And then we have a, an amazing person on the show. He goes by the name Russell Van Maley. Now, <laughs> Dr. Russ Dio is a board-certified internal medicine physician and one of the many, many talented doctors at Life Force. Dr. Russ received his undergraduate degree in physiology at Michigan State University and later went on to graduate from medical school at Michigan State University College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Russ completed his residency from Western Michigan University School of Medicine and has been trained in personalized genomics-based medicine as well as a functional medicine doctor. As a holistic physician, Dr. Maley, see, I'm going to have to stop saying his last name. We're just going to say Dr. Russ at this point, right? Just say but, Dr. Russ. <laughs> yes. As a holistic physician, Dr. Russ believes that the body has its own inherent ability to heal itself through the mind, body, and spirit. At Life Force, he is able to combine lifestyle changes with conventional medicine in order to best support and treat his patients. Sleep, diet, nutrition, exercise, and stress management are the pillars of his practice. We love that. By providing comprehensive health education to all of his patients, they are empowered with the knowledge and confidence necessary to optimize their health and performance today and for years to come. Welcome to Simply Walk the Talk. Our bodies and minds adapt to what we do most of the time. If you want to change your body and mind, you must change what it is you do most of the time. This podcast explores all things health, wellness, fitness, lifestyle, and biohacking. Stay tuned as we explore various thoughts, methods, and experiences from a multitude of conversations between our interesting guests and experts through many fields of work. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Simply walk the Now, Dr. Russ's goal as a physician is to meet you where you're at and take the time to truly understand what being healthy means to you. He feels honored to be a physician and a healer. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, I promise to stop butchering your last name. You know, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna call you Russ or Dr. Russ from this point forward. <laughs> You're not the first one. You won't be the last one. Oh, good. Um, so you know, listen, like we we've had an opportunity to chat before we started recording and going through all the ins and outs of what we're gonna talk about today. And I think it's highly important to make sure that we that we and everyone else watching or listening understand that anything we talk about is not medical. Um, like there's no cure for anything we're talking about. This is not any implication of nutraceuticals can help treat or prevent heart disease, high cholesterol, diabetes, or any disease for that matter. Um, also, results will vary based on individual medical histories, personalized treatment regimens, lifestyle, and additional factors. A lot of the things we're going to talk about today is my own personal experience throughout this, and we can also talk about some of, if he's able to, some of Dr. Russ's experience throughout his work. Okay, now. What is Life Force, Dr. Russ? Uh, so, Life Force is this uh, pretty awesome company that is able to take a deep dive into your health. I think one of the problems in the medical community right now is we don't a have the time 
nor the resources to really pull out what we need to out of a patient's health history. So A, I get a ton of time to chat with people and we get to take a deep dive into their biomarkers. Mm -hmm. So looking at the biomarkers, combining that with functional medicine, health coaching, supplements, it's kind of a full service package to get your health on track. Well said. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that right before we started recording, I just had my second uh, telehealth call and um, I spoke with Dr. Rachel Gonzalez. And what I love about Life Force and the things that we're doing together is that you get this opportunity to talk to different people, to have a team of support around your goals and around your results. And I love that because in the past, I never really felt like I had the opportunity. It's it, maybe the opportunity was there, but it just felt overwhelming to to sit there and talk to a doctor who doesn't have a lot of time and you want to know your results. And they're kind of like, no, everything is fine. But, you know, <laughs> this is a little bit different here with Life Force. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very common thing that you just brought up. Like my doctor just told me I'm fine. and I'll see you next year. And I'll say that's that's least for a lot of people have heard that, but it's not just you're fine. Do, do we want to live our lives being average or fine? I sure, I certainly don't want to. And most people <laughs> come through this program don't want to either. So just kind of taking it to that next level. It's like, how do we go from average to optimizing? Well said. And, and so speaking of optimization, at least in my work and what I do, um, I've, I've started to kind of sort of resist the, the term biohacker. And I started to kind of coin the phrase health optimization coach. And I like that because it sort of just by hearing that, anytime you hear the word optimization, it's kind of like, oh, okay, we're, we're trying to optimize things. We're not just trying to make things a little bit better, but we're trying to truly optimize. So can you break down what exactly that means and how life force is helping people in their 30s or 40s or 50s to optimize their overall health and performance? Absolutely. So, you know, I still like the the term biohacker. It sounds pretty cool. And I love doing all the biohacking <laughs> stuff. But yeah, what it comes down to, it's come, it's optimization. We're trying to get better than the pack. You know, we don't want to, you know, stay in line. We want to veer off to being better and being our best version of ourselves. Okay. So well when we take a look at these biomarkers, we can say, all right, here is your blood work. Okay, biomarkers, blood work are very synonymous, but that's just like a very surface level. You got to take those biomarkers and those biomarkers actually are telling a story. You're not just looking at one particular, you know, marker and saying, oh, you're healthy, you're not healthy. Mm. You can't, you can't do that. You got to say, hey, well, this combined with this combined with this combined with this gets you at this risk. And right. I think that's the name of the game. For when you mentioned 30s, 40s, 50s, people are relatively young. Okay, when I get to be 50, I can, I'm still going to call myself young. Most <laughs> of us don't have "quote unquote" health issues at that point. A lot of people come in; they're very healthy and they're not on medications. Some people are, some people aren't. That doesn't mean we can't optimize you from there. But knowing your risk, I think, is the most important thing in looking at somebody's biomarkers. I use this kind of a story a lot when I talk to patients about like risk and biomarkers. I say, you know, I'm looking out at the cars crossing the road outside my window. If I were to walk across that street with a blindfold on, 
there's a pretty darn good chance I'm going to get hit. <laughs> okay. If I take the blindfold off, look both ways, I listen for cars, I'm decreasing my chance of getting hit by that car. Now you can apply the car to chronic disease, heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, you name it. So we're trying to give people the tools and tell them and coach them how to essentially look both ways before they cross the road. Look at you. You're well prepared. I love that. <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to have a lot of analogies throughout this episode, oh, yeah. which is which is great because, you know, it's it, it's funny because you gave me um, what what is it called when you um, an, a mnemonic? I think it's what it's called, like a mnemonic device. Mm -hmm. And that's what you kind sure. of for me with your last name. And I still butchered it. Right. So it's, yeah. like, it's like it's like getting biomarkers and still not making the proper lifestyle changes that need to be made. But like, hopefully anybody in this group is not doing that. OK, so. Yes. <laughs> um, so then let's let's discuss in the first place, like why it's important. I mean, I know you talked about the biomarkers, but like. Why is it important to get blood work done often? Because again, you, you kind of alluded to that in the beginning and I did as well in terms of your doctor kind of telling you to see you next year because you've, you know, you've checked off, you're good to go. But like, why is it important to get it done often? Yeah, so you get it done often. First, you get your initial baseline to see where you're at. Mm -hmm. That's the most important one. And then a lot of times we're implementing a lot of changes. So stress, sleep, diet, exercise. These are part of the core values that we're trying to put into somebody's new way of living. Combine that with supplements. When you are able to see those changes, not only subjectively, but objectively, when you look at your biomarkers every quarter, that's when change occurs. Mm. I'll use another example. So I um, was prescribing continuous glucose monitors a lot. Um, at my previous work, previous job. And I was telling everybody that, you know, this is great and you can see your sugars and blah, 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 blah. I had never done it for myself. So mm. I, you know, got my own CGM. And one of my favorite things at the end of the night was having a big hearty scoop of Nutella. Love that <laughs> stuff. I just lick it like a lollipop, right? I found out that my blood sugars didn't go down until 3 p.m. the next day. And that's when it kind of clicked for me to say, hey, this actually is not good for me. I need to make a change. And you can apply that to when somebody gets their biomarkers and they eat a certain way or exercise a certain way. And they take their inflammation, which started way up top. They start exercising. They're like, I don't know if I'm doing any different. I feel about the same but hey, you just dropped your risk of heart disease in half because your mm. inflammation just dropped. Well when said. people are able to see that, I think it becomes so much more clear to them that it's not just me telling them, it's them telling themselves, which is gonna inspire so much more change and habit change going forward. Well said, yeah, and I, I totally agree. I think um, like we've had now, I think, I know we ha we've had at least two podcast episodes devoted to CGMs, so my my audience should be well versed or somewhat well versed on CGMs and what that means. And I found some of the most impressive results and data from the CGM. We talked about the difference between sort of um, 
like the various ways of, of um, metabolic pathways used in training. So like when you do, let's say a high intensity interval session, yeah. or you do heavy strength training session versus an endurance session, we talked all about that. And I think, I think it's so valuable, even if a person just does it for, you know, one cycle, you know, a month or, or, you know, two, two week periods. And the amount of information you can learn from how food affects you and how, not even just food, but just stress, how it, how that affects you. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't get good sleep, what, what that does to your numbers. Right. And so yeah. there's a lot, we, we have the folks on from NutriSense, um, but I know there's a few other programs out there um, that, that are doing good work. And so uh, I'm glad you brought that story up because I literally, after I spoke with Dr. Gonzalez, one of my clients messaged me about the fact that she's using levels and she loves it. She's like, Oh my God, Josh, you were right. Like yeah. I finally got a CGM and like, you know, yeah. like now she's asking me all these other questions, but I, I said I had to go. <laughs> yeah. It's that aha moment for people. Like yeah. it, it's so much different from me telling you, Hey, you know, having that uh, bagel with cream cheese in the morning, isn't good for your health. And I got whatever. And then they put a uh, levels on or NutriSense or whatever your CGM of choice is and they go, Oh, he was right. (laughs) And, and that's where, you know, change happens. Well said. And I, I also, I've I've mentioned this on this show probably a hundred times now, but I love the, the thought of anytime there's a question, there's an opportunity to educate. So Mm -hmm. that's what just happened before we started the show was you know, there was an aha moment because of all these things. And then now, okay, so now what does this mean? And it's like, okay, good. We can set up another session and talk through all of this, but that's where we want to get. And that's kind of what, I, well, it's a lot of what I get from Life Force. The fact that I can message someone from the team almost any point in time, as long as it's within hours, right? I can get a response back and, and the response has been great. And that kind of leads me to my, my next question. It seems that there are, there's a wide variety of clinicians that that are involved with life force, right? And so, like for instance, my first interaction was with Dr. Green, which we did the show on, and now I just had an interaction with uh, Dr. Gonzalez, and now here we are with Dr. Maley, <laughs> Maley, right? And um, you know, can you can you maybe touch on like the reason for that and like the the clinical expertise that the life force team has? Can you kind of touch on that? I'll get you to say my name right, you know, by the end of this. Van Maley. Sorry, Van <laughs> Maley. Yes. I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> hey, all good. Um, but, you know, I think that is one of the, the best things about um, the Life Force company is, you know, we do have a team of doctors and we're constantly communicating, finding new ways to do different types of strategies in functional medicine. Most of us have uh, core training and functional medicine and that's basically applying you know lifestyle factors supplements hormones to somebody's life and to their biomarkers their blood work and allowing the body to do what it's supposed to do a lot Mm. of times we can get by without using drugs and pharmaceuticals we just need to optimize what we have within ourselves and you know i'm a i have a different personality than other doctors on the channel Okay. But everybody, everybody's goal is to get somebody to feel better because usually when they feel better, their labs are in parallel with that. The labs get better when you feel better. Your mind has this ability to know when you're, you're feeling better. 
and it always shows up in the blood work. When you have more energy, when you're sleeping better, when you're exercising more, when your sex is improved, it shows up. And we, that's why we track it every time to see and show that to somebody. So then within your expertise, what would you say is like, you know, the, the thing that sort of sets you apart or what would you say would be your, your highlight, your strength within everything that you do? Because I, I clearly understand that everyone is, is well-versed and, and, and amazing, mm-hmm. but I also understand that just like me as a trainer or as a health coach, like I have my expertise, my strengths, what would you identify as being some of your strengths and what you do? Yeah. So I think one of my strengths is trying to take the first, we have half hour calls. That's how we base our appointments. And I honestly take about 15 minutes and I could take even longer of getting to know somebody. And I think that's a little bit different than what most people are used to. They're used to the five minute doctor, you know, office visit where they weren't even able to say anything. So I start all, all my calls with, hi, my name is Russ Van Mealy. Tell me about yourself. Tell me your why. And then I just kind of sit back and listen. And usually when you just don't say anything, more and more and more comes out to where my treatment plan, you know, if you looked at the surface level of like their biomarkers, you might want, recommend a certain treatment plan. But once you hear what's actually going on with somebody, your treatment plan completely changes. And I think listening to somebody is the most important uh, foundational tool for a physician. So that's what I like to focus on. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, that, that leads me to a, um, <laughs> a funny story, or at least I find funny. So um, I've, I wear a lot of hats, right? I've done everything from martial arts to, to playing basketball to being a health coach and blah, blah, blah. And one of the jobs that I, I had when I was younger, when I was in college, was I was a, a car salesman, right? Among, like, at the same time I was playing college basketball at the, at the college, I was also um, a tutor, and I was working at Abercrombie & Fitch, right? So, like, all of these were happening in parallel. But yeah. some of the most amazing information I learned from sales, being a car salesman, was one of those concepts that you just touched on, which is ask the question and then shut up. Right. Like obviously at the, at the, the, the car sales job, like they were really brutal, but there was a moment in which I learned that in real time. So we had just finished this course and this course was all about ask the question and say nothing. The first person that speaks after you ask the question loses. Right. And I'm like, come on guys, like this is not like real time data. So I, you know, in walks my first customer, Okay. It was like my, it was literally my, my first customer after having this, this whole course. And so I'm ready. I got my notes out. I got my suit on and, you know, thinking I'm ready to, to sail. And this couple walks in and obviously you see the sticker price on the vehicle that they want. And they wanted to make sure that it was the right car, the right color. And, uh, like, like if, if we can get you the right car, the right color and the right price, Will you buy today? That was kind of like those four points. And then you just sit there and you ask the question. So my manager calls me into the room while the couple is sitting there, right? And 
they because the guy was like, hey, can you get me a price for this? I want to I want to buy it today. You keep asking me, you know, um, you wanted wanted me to even initial my name saying that, yes, if, it, if it's the right car, right color at the right price, will you buy today? He initialed his name. I take this paper with his initials on it into the manager's office and I sit it down. My manager, he was just like red faced, you know, uh, Southern boy, right? Southern guy. And, you know, big, big belly. And he's sitting there and he used to call me Josh. He's like, ah, Josh, come on in here, you know, have a seat. Now I'm thinking, wait, wait, these people are ready to go. Like, we got to get them the price because if we don't get them this price right now, they're about to bounce. And he said, I just want you to sit here and I want you to look at me. And then we're both going to look at them because it was all windows, right? And uh, throughout the whole building. And we keep doing that back and forth. And the guy, you can see him, he's getting pissed off because he's just like, why is this young kid? wasting my time. And so right as the guy was getting up, my manager scribbled something on this piece of paper and he told me not to look at it. Okay. He goes scribble, 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 scribble. And then he folds the paper and he gives it to me. And he said, now you see that guy getting up. Don't let him leave the office. Go and put this on the table and don't say a word. Don't say a word. Now I know what the price of this car is because we all saw the price on, 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 on the sticker. Okay. We sit down and I opened this thing up and the look on my face had to be like, <gasps> because he overshot the price by $10,000, $10,000, right? And this dude looked at me and was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right? He, his face was like a volcano. It was just like, and you could tell like he wanted to either hit me or whatever. And he grabs this piece of paper and he walks into the office. And I don't know what was said. I just stayed in there with him and his wife or with, with his wife. And he comes back. And can you believe this dude bought that vehicle? <laughs> I mean, wow. And so my manager was just like, he was like, listen, this is how and why it works. You ask the question, be confident in asking your question, but then everything is going to come up. What he ended up doing was he kind of admitted that Maybe he, he didn't have the right vehicle. So we ended up finding him the right vehicle, but he was just signing his name to just trying to get through. And this is, this is what I think people do in, in regular conversation is that, you know, they just answer the questions because they want to answer the question and then move on. But what you do is take the time to actually understand them. And so, yeah, anyway, it's a long winded story, but yeah. yeah. No, that's good. I remember in, in med school, you know, obviously you have to like learn how to like talk to people that's part of the courses you get more of those courses than you do in like nutrition and these things but um one thing that always stuck out to me was usually you know you sit down and have a patient next to you and they the doctor goes all right tell me about your symptoms and they would measure the interjection time so when the doctor would interject what the patient was saying you know because we're taught to learn to listen right in mm -hmm. all the data, I, seven seconds is like coming to my brain, but I know for a fact it was under 20 seconds. So we didn't even, we don't even give people 20 seconds. We think we're giving them all the time in the world because when you're listening to somebody, it's like watching paint dry, but <laughs> you're actually intervening. You're not letting them tell their story. And when you sit back, even for five minutes, like, five minutes of silence and just letting somebody talk feels like a long time, but the amount of time or amount of information you can get out of that is incredible. And it changes yeah. the whole trajectory of your treatment plan and what that person 
actually needs. Mm. That's very powerful. In fact, I, even speaking with you now, I, I, I noticed your pace of conversation. And it's like, I, I have this sort of internal dialogue with myself, which is just like, let them, let them talk, right? Because maybe you don't speak as, as fast as I do, because I'm just firing, I'm ready to rapid fire a bunch of thoughts and things like that. But it, this is an exercise for me as well. And I, and I love this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm always trying to, to, to talk slower. When you talk mm. slower, you're allowing people to think you can think yourself. And also that helps one of my personal struggles is when somebody talks, I'm trying to think of what the next thing that I want to say. And that's not in that's in my own personal life. Yeah. Because yeah. who cares what I have to say? You know, I, I have a certain knowledge up to this point, but if I actually listen to somebody, I can like gain knowledge. I can have a better conversation. Yeah. You know, forget about what you have to say. Actually listen to people. So that's always yeah. something I, I, I'm always working on. Well, same here, brother. So I'm, we're speaking the same language. Um, okay. I think this is a perfect segue for the Pomodoro break. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is obviously important to kind of break up the monotony. We're both standing. We're both advocates of uh, standing while we do our work. And yep. I know you have a, a treadmill desk and, and a few other things. So, like, what would you offer for the the audience as something that you could do to kind of break up the monotony of your day of your sedentary moments yeah so a few things of what you just said like um obviously working a lot from home these days uh telemedicine has done that um but i got a, a standing uh treadmill desk so in between my calls i try not to talk to people and do this um so after <laughs> after i'm done with my calls i'll, I'll type and walk on my treadmill. I've got two 50 pound kettlebells sitting right next to me. So I'll do swings and squats and all the, try not to blow holes in my uh, drywall in my room here. And then um, I usually have a uh, pull up bar hanging. So I like to do that in between. And that gets my blood flowing um, to try and just, you know, be at the top of my game every single day. What what would you what is your your max pull ups in one in one go? You know I haven't maxed pull ups in a while. Let's do it. But let's do it. You're gonna embarrass. Let's do it. This was supposed to be a a, a podcast, <laughs> not an embarrass me moment. Bro, <laughs> I, I wanna I wanna I wanna wager a bet. I wanna say that you can do ten, ten strict pull ups. Can you? All right, I'll beat you. I'll take that bet. Yeah? I'll take that bet. Okay. Okay, let's see. All right, hold on. I got to reset up. You guys made me change my whole setup for this. All good. Hey, man, this is this is real time, ladies and gentlemen. You get to watch Dr. Russ do his thing. <laughs> and if you're only listening to this podcast, I would, I would highly encourage you to pause it because we might get a blooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this thing better not break on me. <laughs> I've heard some horror. Yeah, traumatic experience in one of those stories. in college. Yeah, I, I had one yeah. in college. I felt it was bad. All right, I got to do ten, there right? So if I get eleven, I, I win, right? You win. One, two, three, four, five. Look at that. Six, seven, 
eight, nine, nine and a half, ten. <laughs> oh, heavens. Twelve. Oh, you crushed it. You, you want to keep going? Well, yeah, I mean, you could also take your feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about to say. We don't I've see the feet. We don't see the feet here. <laughs> we might have been an asterisk, but we, no, it was awesome. legit. It was legit. Awesome. Yeah, those were legit. You are you are the man. Thank you for for uh, playing that game. Um, yeah. Well done. Well, honestly, like I I can tell that you you definitely walk the talk because. Um, you looked apart for sure, and uh, you know your stuff. And I think it's just I like to do this to remind people that we could and should break up, whether it's sedentary movement, sedentary lifestyle, or just mundane thought, right? Just staying in kind of one line of thought. Sometimes all that needs to be broken up a little bit so that you can come back a bit fresher. And so now we can enter into this next round of conversation with you with like this fresh perspective. <laughs> It's going to be a fresh, out-of-breath perspective, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was impressive, man. I'll, I promise you I'll do a few of those uh, uh, in your honor uh, after we finish this podcast. So, Very good. Um, so next, I would like to kind of dive into some of the, um, some of the like, supplements that might be um, suggested in the Life Force Diagnostic. And one of the first things that came to mind, which was very helpful for me, is the supplementation of DHEA. What is DHEA and what are the benefits of DHEA? Yeah. Gotta catch my breath, man. <laughs> so <laughs> DHEA is a, it's a supplement, but it's most, I like to tell people it's not just supplements, it's a hormone. You know, you gotta, you can buy this over the counter, but it's something that, that really should be tracked because I've had guys that will overdo it on DHEA, I've had women, men that can overdo it and you wanna make sure that you're not taking too much or too little. So what DHEA is, is it's a hormone that's secreted by your adrenal glands, okay? Both men and women secrete this hormone. It decreases as you age. So when we see people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, it's constantly decreasing as you age. <clears throat> when you have adrenal stress, and now that could be stress from mental stress, physical stress, overall body stress, this will deplete. And you can get to a point where you completely crash. And what that means is that not only is your DHEA gonna be low, but your estradiol is gonna be low, progesterone is gonna be low, and testosterone is gonna be low. Because that's what DHEA does. It'll get broken down into those three hormones. So it starts up at the top of DHEA, then it gets broken down, testosterone, and then into estradiol. So it's kind of like the master hormone. Mm. So now, I, I think we have um, an image of my my latest sort of uh, results, and I think on there we we showed some of the uh, the biomarkers i don't know if on this oh yeah we do have the dhea there um to kind of see how that's changed i don't know if that can scroll up at all or not but um <clears throat> this is kind of like if you're watching this you can kind of see that gordon has pulled up the sort of the screenshot from my results and it's one of the things that you get when you are a life force member you get a chance to kind of see how things are trending 
And for me, the the sort of the hormones was like a big part of the things I wanted to work on and I needed to work on. And, you know, according to my my call with Dr. Gonzalez, like lots of things have improved, like lots of things have improved. And there's some still some areas to work on. But DHEA, I think, was was a big help for me specifically. And um, I just take two tablets and, you know, it's like I'm, I'm going to toy around with well, per her suggestion, I'm going to toy around with adding um, adding another tablet here and there. But um, for the most part, I was completely um, over the moon satisfied with with my results. So I think people listening and watching, I think this is a good opportunity to kind of mention that, like, not only do you have doctors you can bounce ideas off of and, and you know, have your performance guide that you can bounce ideas off of, but you have all this either on your desktop or in your phone that you can refer to at any moment. So, <clears throat> um, so with that, if someone needs a little bit more help getting their hormones optimized, can you like identify this sort of, or demystify this, um, this idea of hormone replacement therapy? Because I, for one, I did that for a small period of my, of my career. And, uh, I quickly realized that that's not the way to go, but can you, can you maybe explain or demystify what hormone replacement therapy does and how life force can support all of that? Yeah. So I think hormone replacement can get this kind of negative connotation to it. Cause when everybody thinks of hormone replacement, I think their first image in their head is this super jacked testosterone, roid rage at the gym, bulging muscles, bulging vessels, kind of like what Josh is looking at, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's just not the case. I have testosterone, estrogen, progesterone in me, males, females, we all have these hormones. When we check your blood work, we're checking markers of those hormones, okay? part of functional medicine is making sure that those hormones are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. If you don't check, you don't know. So just blindly taking things is a bad idea because you can get really high levels and you can get in trouble in that sense. So mm -hmm. when going back to your initial question, when we talk about hormone replacement, we're replacing to physiological levels. We're not going supra physiologic because that's when the negative issues with hormones come out. So when you're doing it under a doctor's supervision, when you're doing it by actually checking your blood work with it, that's when this is very safe. And like I said, we're getting it in the, the sweet spot, not too high, not too low. Most people are low on their on hormones. It's very infrequently where you come up on a guy checking their biomarkers that, hey, your, your natural testosterone is just way too high. Mm. That's never the case. This day and age, it's, hey, your testosterone is really low. So one of the things that I'm doing for people that I talk to, especially the young guys, 30s, 40s, 50s, how do we improve your own body's natural ability to make testosterone. And we use all the possible resources to be able to do that. And then for some, we can add testosterone if needed, 
but a lot of the times we don't have to. Well said. And that obviously goes back to the idea of testing regularly. Right. And and that for me was was super clear because if I had just like what I did before, like when I did decide to this was, I don't know, maybe six years ago, I did some blood panels and realized that my testosterone was low. Right. This is what I was told by the doctor. Testosterone was low. And it was it was interesting because he kind of looked at me like, Josh, like, you know, I'm looking at you. You look young you look healthy you look fit you know do you realize you could probably like make life a lot easier if you boosted your testosterone and i mean who doesn't want to hear that right like yeah. i was like a word like how <laughs> so he's like well you know we can get you some cream we can you know do injections but you know you don't have to do injections necessarily i did at the time i associated taking injections as in taking steroids, right? That's kind of what I thought. So I went with the cream and I did that for a while. And then I went back and I retested. And I want to say, I can't remember the number, but when I, when I first started, I was in the, like the 350 range, I think it was. And then I went back, I retested, and then I was at like 1200 or something. And to me, like doc was like, well, it's a little high, but to me, I was like, say what? Like, <laughs> like we went up four times. Like, no, 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 no. This, uh, uh. So he was like, well, you know, you can kind of titrate it and you can come down a little bit, take less or whatever. But then that's when I started thinking like, what is this doing to my biology? Like, what is this doing? Like there's, there is a, there's a consequence to everything we do in life. So I knew that there had to be something. So that's when I started kind of researching a little bit more, finding some more natural ways to boost it. And I went back in for another test. I, I slowly got off of the cream and I went back in for a test and I was hovering around 900. So doc was like, oh, the, the titration worked, right? Like you kind of reduced it and everything was good. I was like, uh, actually I stopped taking it. Yeah. And he, and he was like, wait, what, what, why, why'd you do that? You know, and I'm like, well, you know, I kind of explained all those reasons. But now I think when I just did the, the call with Dr. Gonzalez, I think I'm in the like the 750s or, or 790s or something like that. So yeah. it's, it's kind of leveling out. And I've just done all the things that I could do. Instead of getting a free ride, I just started working at it. And, mm -hmm. you know, here we are. So, yeah. And I want to say, too, like, that's awesome that you're able to do that on your own. And I, we're always constantly coaching people on how to boost your natural ability to do something because that's the safest way, right? When you do lifestyle factors to get somebody optimized, that's great. But then we also are physicians at the end of the day and we have a toolbox and we can use that toolbox and it shouldn't be viewed as something it's like I, I gave up or I couldn't do it on my own. Sometimes people need help and there's, there's medical diagnoses for people that have low hormones. Okay. One of them is menopause. There's nothing any woman can do about that. They are going to, to hit menopause. Their hormones are going to crash. We talk to them how, how to get those hormones back to levels where they start feeling good again. Mm. And that's nothing uh, negative on them or they did something wrong. We just help them through the process because at the end of the day, it's, you know, you got to balance your risk. We don't want to increase anybody's risk of any disease, but it's this fine line between risk and quality of life. 
And that's where we walk the line. Mm. So <clears throat> another thing that on top of the fact that you guys are physicians, which is, which is very important, I think should be a relief for anyone listening is the fact that like the life force membership also offers pharmaceutical support like metformin. And mm-hmm. I've been taking metformin. Um, I had heard a lot of talk about metformin back in the day. And I think I even, I tried it once, but I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. Let's face it. Right. <laughs> but I've been taking it and I mean, it clearly has helped. I mean, and it's not just one thing that I'm taking and it's not just DHEA. It's not just metformin. It's, you know, I'm taking also, there's uh, I think Gordon, I shared that, that screenshot with you on the list of things that I'm taking. Um, but specifically with metformin, can you speak to the benefits of getting nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals and lifestyle recommendations under one customized plan by Experience MD? Yeah. So you gotta, when you're looking at pharmaceuticals, you gotta be very careful. There's a reason that they're prescribed. You know, you know, going back to my internal medicine background, you gotta make sure somebody's kidney function is okay before you put them on metformin. I think a lot of people have heard the oh, this causes or improves longevity. I'm going to live to be 200 years old if I take my, <laughs> take my formant. Yeah, right. And then they just start taking it, you know, and not having the conversation with their doctor about the risks and benefits. And things cannot go as planned. For, for example, if you take metformin too, pa- too fast, you're likely going to have uh, some bowel issues, <laughs> <laughs> nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. So talking to people about, hey, let's take this slow. Okay, they we're running a marathon. This is not a sprint with metformin. Metformin is constantly coming out with like new data. It's been a long, it's been around for years and years, and it is used as a diabetic drug. Okay, lowering your body's natural ability to produce glucose. Now it's never going to shut it down to where you're not going to have no glucose production. But most people's problem is they produce way too much glucose. I'm constantly talking to people about their sugar intake, pre-diabetes, diabetes, and metformin is a great drug for those types of people. Um, they can they can use metformin uh, a few times a day, once a day. They can combine it with other things like berberine that we have in our peak NMN supplement, okay, to try and get to the end result, which is improved uh, glucose control. Well said. And and speaking of, um, because, you know, like when, when you see the, the list that of my suggested, suggested, um, nutraceuticals, pharmaceuticals, uh, you may have noticed that, you know, there's metformin, there's DHEA, there's peak NMN, there's peak health span and there's peak rest. Could you kind of maybe quickly go through some of those, especially like the peak health span, because that's a, it's a very good name. I think all of these are like really cool names, right? But like, maybe you could discuss the dif- difference between sort of health span and lifespan and how like your thirties is an ideal time to start paying closer attention to your health span in general. Absolutely. So just to, so everybody knows the difference between lifespan and health span, lifespan is just living a long time. And I think that's great. But if you're living in a nursing home on multiple medications, not moving, not enjoying life, not loving on people, your family, your friends, then I don't consider that a very healthy 
life. So health span is those amount of years that you have that are healthy. And that's what you're, we're really trying to optimize. I think most people would agree with that. So when I think about like peak health span, I like to tell people that's kind of like your multivitamin for healthy aging. It's targeting those hallmarks of the aging process and allowing the things in your body, for example, like all of your salts and your minerals and your fats and your proteins to optimize at their, their peak potential. So it's a very fancy multivitamin that is doing a lot of good in a lot of people's biomarkers. Yeah, it, rem it reminds me of the idea of living versus thriving. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, it's like, I think it's easy to distinguish, but there is a, a there is a difference and there it's important to kind of understand the two. And like you said, at kind of at the beginning of this, we don't want to just get by. We don't want to just be average. We don't want to be just just good. Like I want to optimize life. And this is why I do what I do. And I'm sure this is why you do what you do. And not only are you giving the you're doing the work that you do for life force, but I'm sure you're also applying a lot of this to yourself back to that story of you getting your own CGM, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've all experimented with supplements <laughs> in the past, especially if you've gotten this far um, in this space, you can't come across something like NMN and not want to try it, come across something like omega-3, vitamin D, methylation, all these things that we have at Life Force that we recommend to you and we recommend to a lot of our members but at the same time you don't just want to you're not just giving methylation to everybody that walks through the door you're not just giving health span or NMN to every single person you want to make sure they have an individualized plan everybody's a little bit different you got to customize it towards their goals their biomarkers and at the end of the day they got to feel good and my goal is making sure that everybody's feeling the best that they can possibly feel. Well, I'm glad you brought up the methylation product because that was not recommended on my first telehealth call, but it was recently recommended now on this this most most recent call. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it's important maybe if if you don't mind, maybe we can just talk on that at least for my my situation because if my understanding is correct, when you're taking metformin and it can sort of affect your B12 or your B levels. And so Correct. apparently the, the, the methylation product is going to kind of help mitigate any of those issues. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Metformin is going to, it doesn't allow your body to absorb the, the same amount of B vitamins that if you are not taking metformin. So a good idea with, for anybody that is on metformin is to be supplementing with a B12. And B12 is just one of the B vitamins that's in methylation. There's B12, folate, uh, B6, and then riboflavin, which is B2. So it's a full B complex with a touch of glutathione and then betaine. And when you combine all of those supplements in one, that's when you're optimizing the methylation cycle. So that's why it's called methylation. So methylation, I tell everybody, it's, it's part of your cell cycle. It's got to turn. It's like an engine. Here's another one of my analogies, okay? <laughs> it's like methylation is a cycle. It's turning, okay? And if it's not turning, you build up exhaust, okay? 
And that exhaust is what we check in our biomarkers called homocysteine. Yep. So if homocysteine starts elevating, we know that there's a flaw in the methylation cycle. So therefore we give the product methylation, which is not just any B complex multivitamin or supplement, it's methylated B vitamins. So a lot of the other B vitamins on you know, the markets will not have a methylated B vitamin. So adding that methyl group is kind of like tagging it with the activation that a lot, of, a lot of people don't have that ability to methylate. You know, I, I've done personalized genomic-based medicine in the past, and the MTHFR gene mutation, which is a, a single nucleotide polypeptide uh, change that people have in their epigen epigenetics, when that is not functioning correctly, people can't methylate B vitamins. Therefore, they can have higher homocysteine because that process is not turning. Hmm. Yeah, I was just kind of, while you were explaining that, I was just looking through more of my results. And again, like, this is one of those things that I, I, I geek out on. Okay, everything you're saying, everything you're talking about, and everything that's sent to me, I just get a chance to kind of geek out. And it's, it's, it's beyond just geeking out and having something cool to look at. It actually, it's like accountability partner for me. You know, it forces me to be accountable for, because it's like when that next test come, it, it's similar to like a test in school. You want to study for the test, right? And then you want to perform your best on the test. And that's kind of what I'm doing here. But instead of it being one week leading up to it or one weekend or even one night for some people right before the test, like I'm actually consistently thinking about like my health and, and especially because I have the supplements, it's it's branded right there, Life Force. So I'm taking this every morning or throughout the day and I've got this with me or even before bed, I'm taking the peak rest. And you know, there's a common example, at least for me and my results, there for a while, I did a, um, I did two cycles in this last three month period. I did two cycles of Prolon FMD, fasting mimicking diet, and throughout that fasting mimicking diet, I did not want to take anything beyond like any medications that were prescribed, right? And so I stopped all my supplements. I stopped uh, even the peak rest at night because I just didn't want to mess anything. I just wanted to kind of go through Prolon the way it's supposed to be uh, gone through, and. I, I realized I was like, oh, you know what? I don't think I need to take the peak rest anymore because I, I you know, I, I'm sleeping fine. It's all good. And I don't know what prompted me to do it. Maybe because I had a conversation with a client or something. I don't know. I think somebody asked me about how to improve your sleep. And I mentioned that I, I take this product called peak rest, but because I have integrity, I was thinking to myself, yeah, I actually haven't taken that in a while. Let me take it again. So I took it again. And like, bro, my, my sleep got so much better. And if you're like me and you track your sleep, like I have an aura ring, I have a, a Garmin watch. Um, and in both of those, what I noticed is that I was able to stay asleep, like asleep for a lot longer. Like I don't have issues really with like waking up, but I might kind of, it might show that I was awake for a moment, even though I was probably still asleep. But, you know, this is kind of like the, the, the beginning stages of me waking and then now going into the next round of sleep. But the whole chart for me, from the moment that I fell asleep to the moment I woke up, was just solid. And mm -hmm. for me, that, that was like a clear end of one example, very anecdotal. But still, 
it means something to me. So now you better believe I take it every night. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's that biofeedback. You know, the biomarkers is just another way of looking at biofeedback. That's what Oura Ring, Whoop, Fitbit, the Apple Watches, there's a bunch of them out there. You're getting that, that feedback of what you're doing is either good for you or bad for you. And I will say, I, when, you, when you talked about Peak Rest, we had a, uh, a company-wide uh, vote between are you a peak rester or are you a peak riser? Because peak rise is another supplement that we have that a lot of people will take in the morning. It's got basically like a shot of caffeine with a bunch of herbals that keep that caffeine buzz going throughout the day. Okay. Mm. I love peak rise. I think it works great for people. Personally, I'm a peak rester. And the reason, first off, I take it and I love it. Uh, all the the women in my life, mother, mother-in-law, you know, fiance, everybody who takes it loves it. And they have the death grip on it. They're like, do <laughs> not forget this in my suitcase when we travel for Christmas. Okay. So, but the reason is if you're getting a good night's sleep, you're setting yourself up for the next day. Then theoretically, you might not even need peak rise because you're already good to go. You're optimizing your body's own ability to get that deep sleep, get that REM sleep, that total sleep without frequent wake-ups, which is a big problem with people. And you're ready to go for the next day. Another thing I want to say about the biofeedback that people have this aha moment all the time, red wine, alcohol, before they go to bed. It's become such a part of our culture. It's a, it's a norm that you finish up the day, you've had a long day, you're stressed out. Why not de-stress with a little bit of alcohol? The people that are checking their sleep, they, <laughs> a lot of the time they're stopping their alcohol intake because they realize the havoc that, that causes so much issues with sleep, decreased REM sleep, decreased deep sleep, uh, more wake-ups, higher heart rate, lower HRV. And then that's where come, people come to find out that, hey, maybe this this de-stressor at the end of the day of drinking alcohol is the wrong way to live my life. So I'm a huge, you know, you call biofeedbacker. I love doing all that type of biofeedback. Well, to, to your point about the identifying the certain, the few things that might be inhibiting this, this better sleep or optimized sleep, that's one that I always talk to people about as well, because let's face it, like a lot of the people I, I work with are in their, you know, mid forties and, and, and older. And you're right. Like, it's very common for them to think, oh yeah, but like, you know, a glass of wine's fine. Right. And, uh, two glasses of, of wine's good. Right. And, you know, I saw some research to say that, you know, resveratrol this and resveratrol that. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, first of all, first of all, <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's, you know, the amount of resveratrol or the amount of wine you'd have to get to get like a beneficial amount of resveratrol that would do anything for you. It would, you would have to drink yeah. gallons of this stuff, right? <laughs> you'd exactly. be wasted. And exactly. Um, right. And I also think it's like, like cognitive dissonance in which you want to try to find ways for you to be able to, to, to have that drink. So that's where I, I like to meet people. It's like, well, Let's just talk about why you feel like you need to have the drink in the first place. What does it do for mm -hmm. you? Right. And then we can mitigate the ways to kind of maybe make that better. There's obviously some better, like 
I like this company called um, Dry Farm Wines and also Fit Vine Wine, and particularly because it's lower in alcohol um, and it's you know it's it, it's all organic and it's it, it's really good biodynamic blah 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 blah, but it's still alcohol. Right. Yes. The body treats it as alcohol. The body doesn't care that it was from this biodynamic farm. It doesn't care <laughs> if it's lower alcohol. It just is like, well, it's first to burn. We got to deal with that. Anything you consume around that gets stored until it, the body has dealt with the alcohol. And so most people, not saying everyone, but a lot of people drink that alcohol. They lower their inhibition and then they decide to have like, well, I have a glass of wine and a bit of chocolate. I have a glass of wine and a little bit of Nutella. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. And so, but like, this is the thing I always say to people. It's like, there are ways to mitigate that. Maybe you could do some breath work. Maybe you could go and, and take a shower, maybe do a cold shower. There's ways that you can kind of get to this level of like, of, of that ease that you feel, that relaxation after a long day of work. Or maybe you have a little bit earlier in the evening as opposed to right before you go to bed. Um, right. So like, do you have some, any kind of ideas on that? Like anything you suggest to people on that? Yeah. How to, uh, how to drink alcohol safely. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe like things you could turn to instead of that. Yeah. So, so first off, I, I want to be a realist. Okay. Alcohol is part of our culture. Okay. It's okay to have a little bit of alcohol every once in a while. You know, I can't say that, is, is it helping your health? No, but I think people beat themselves up when they don't do, have a cheat, when they have a cheat day or they have a drink of alcohol and they sell, well, well I screwed up on Saturday night. So that means Sunday's a wash too. And then the next thing you know, that bleeds into Monday and Tuesday and all these positive things that they were changing kind of just disappear. So I think it's fair to be real to say, hey, don't beat yourself up if you do have drinks, okay? Try to limit it. Try to have your alcohol before you eat because it'll be cleared out of your system a little quicker. The closer you have it towards your nighttime, you know, the, the worse your sleep is gonna get. You tell them all the, the reasons why they shouldn't be drinking, but you know, being real with them to say like, Hey, it's okay. You know, the body has this inherent ability to heal itself and little, you know, nicks and scrapes along the way they can heal. Okay. We just want to limit our damage that we're doing to our bodies each and every day. Like don't eat junk food every single day. You know, don't, um, just be sedentary every single day. You're not doing your body any good. And back to your original question, I know that wasn't, <laughs> I didn't answer your original question, but you know, there's a ton of different things that you can do. And I like to start too with, especially a lot of, you know, guys and girls in their thirties, you know, which is where, where I'm at. You're, this is kind of the time in my life where I'm finding my, my real friends and I'm finding the, the people in my life that are making me better. And the people that are handing me another drink and oh, whatever, just have another one, have another one. Those aren't my real friends. My real friends are the ones I'm talking about my career, talking about real estate, talking about investing, talking about raising a family, having a healthy marriage. Those are the real friends. So trying to, and it's hard too, because a lot of these people you've known for years and years and you need to take a stand. 
And I think that's where people either, either don't do a good job or are too afraid to do it. But, you know, when you put your foot down, that's when you can really take that leap of getting healthier. That is powerful and worth mentioning again, because a lot of people know the, the common expression, misery loves company. But, you know, that's, that's, it's kind of true. And I can tell you this, there, there, we also hear people say it's lonely at the top. And I would never say that I'm at the top by any means, but I know what they mean. I know that sentiment because it's like when you're, when you're really on your way to, be, to optimizing everything in your life, sometimes it can, it can look to someone else who maybe has a scarcity mindset it might look to them as if you are an overachiever or you're a perfectionist or this and that. But then, like you said, that's the way to kind of identify who is in your tribe. And, mm-hmm. and, and there, there's so many like expressions that we could say, but like if you're the smartest person in the room or the most optimized person in the room, then you need to find another room because I want to be yep. challenged all the time. And again, like there's going to be moments in which I kind of relax into things and let things go because again, I want to thrive. I don't want to be this like machine robot thing, which a lot of people think I am anyway, but, but you know, I have fun and I get out there and I do my thing. But at the end of the day, like for instance, when I was um, just this past holiday season, I was, again, I, I swear I'm not promoting Prolon by any means, but like I was doing my second round of Prolon and one of my clients was going to do it with me. And he was like, ah, bro, I just realized that I've got two big holiday parties and I've got this and that. Like, I think I'm going to wait until the following week. And I was like, yeah, hey, no problem. And I went ahead and started mine. I ended up going to this most amazing holiday party with, with one of my clients. And all these people were there and all this food was there. And they know I'm the guy that has the gluten intolerance, right? So mm-hmm. you know how sweet and loving it was when everybody was like, Josh, hey, come. Like, look, we, all of this is gluten-free. Eat some. And I'm holding this thermos of soup. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got this soup. I'm like, oh, um, thank you. But uh, yeah. I'm going to have this. And they're like, but it's gluten-free. And I'm like, no, I know, but I'm doing this fasting diet. You know, maybe if there's some left over, I'll take some with me. And they were like, well, there's probably not going to be anything left over. And I'm like, well, I guess I won't be having it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But it's that yeah. moment. It's that moment in which people ask me the question. So I had an opportunity to educate. And I would say four out of the six people that were kind of in my vicinity have now tried it. And now they get it, you know? Now they realize, wow, like, wait, you said I can't drink during the prolon? Nope, it's not on the list, right? It's not in the box. Oh, okay. But I'm like, it's only five days. And now all of them come back and go, hey, I realize I don't have to have that drink at night. And I'm sleeping sleeping a lot better. And I feel a lot better. And like, you know, one of my clients lost 10 pounds in, in, you know, in that five-day period. And it's not even about the losing weight, but it was about the stress and the inflammation and the clear, the, you know, the clearing of the brain fog. All of that can happen when you actually take action in your health. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, back to your story, you put your foot down, you're honest. I think that's, you know, I think you asked me at the beginning of this, and I'm, I hate to jump ahead, but what's one of my biggest pet peeves with people is nobody's honest. That's one thing that just drives me nuts because 
I think people feel alone because they feel like they're the only ones doing a certain thing. They're the only ones that are trying to get healthy. They're the only ones with relationship problems. They're the only ones that are having trouble seeing their six pack that they used to have. And then they hide it and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then you become truly alone. And just be honest. Like we're all human here. You think that I'm perfect? Absolutely not. You know, you might have testosterone that's higher than mine, right? But I know that you got some skeletons in your closet too. And that's okay. We all do. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And when when you kind of bring that to the front and let you let people know about that, I'm very much a I wear my heart on my sleeve. People know when I'm happy, people know when they pissed me off. Okay. <laughs> but I want to be real and I want to let people know where I stand with things. And, you know, that's that, especially in the health space, you know, I want to say like, um, there's certain family members of mine that when they see me eat a cookie at Christmas, they're like, Russ, aren't you uh, the health doctor? Right. (laughs) It's like, come on, give me a break. Like I can have a cookie every once in a while, but yeah, but I'm getting back on track tomorrow and I'm going to hit the gym tomorrow. And this is okay. I, I'm, I'm very confident in my ability to do that. And knowing that if I take a step in the wrong direction, I can get right back. But I always encourage people to be honest. Just there's no reason to hide anything. When you let things out, that's when you can actually change and get better. Mm. Well, I very much appreciate that. And um, it's quite all right, because I think it's a perfect segue into these last couple of questions. You've already addressed one pet peeve, but is there another pet peeve that comes to mind? Um, Because we like to talk about pet peeves because, like you you alluded to, it's a really good way to kind of get to know my guest beyond what we, we came here for, right? Obviously, you're a life force physician, and, you know, and we've talked through all the things that... Well, not all the things, but a lot of the things that a person could kind of understand that you can get from life force. But what's another pet peeve of yours? So completely unrelated pet peeve. Um, I hate uh, chewing gum. I get <laughs> nauseous. I get nauseous when I I smell spearmint. And then for whatever reason, people think that all of their, you know, um, quality habits and, uh, I'm blanking on the word, but just, you know, human decency, it gets thrown out of the window. You can, you, I can't talk with my mouth full, but people can chomp gum with their mouth full. They can blow a bubble and just pop it in front of my face and it's okay. I, that, oh man, <laughs> even talking about this now, I don't want to check. I don't want to check my blood pressure. I just, somebody pops That's their funny. gum from like, uh, like uh, over you know across the room i literally i i do this i find myself going are you effing kidding me like and i get so pissed because it's like what makes it like what if i just went up behind you just clapped right in your ear would you be okay with that probably not so what makes you think you can do that i'm sorry i wasn't planning on, i wasn't planning on going on that tirade that but that for sure gum chewers um Inconsiderate gum chewers are probably my yeah. biggest pet peeve. Hey, that's exactly <laughs> the reason why I asked this question on the show. It's be, it, it, Don't you chew gum just around rep- Dr. Russ. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's one, it's it, it. You really showed 
like you said, you wear your emotions on your sleeve. And so Gordon and I definitely, and I'm sure the listeners and viewers will, will be able to get a sense for how that gets to you. And what it could and should do is anyone that ever in the future, if they listen to this or they watch this and they want to interact with you, chances are they probably won't be chewing gum. Hopefully, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Please yeah. don't, please don't chew gum around me. I promise your bad breath is nothing compared to <laughs> you chomping the gum. So it's, it's somewhat similar to one of my first ever pet peeves. So like when I started this show back in 2017, uh, now six years ago now, um, when I started this show, the first episode was an interview of me. My co-host at the time was, uh, she interviewed me and then I interviewed her on the second episode and easily, easily my pet peeve, one of my biggest pet peeves is what we call smacking. Like I'm from the, I'm from the Midwest, from the South and we call it smacking. Right. And I thought that's where you were going with it in terms of like, you know, inconsiderate gum chewers. For me, yeah. it like if if I'm around someone that is chewing their food and they're like, <laughs> like it drives me up a wall. Like I literally cannot hear what they're saying. And I've had it's actually disrupted some friendships like like. Dead oh, yeah. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. there was a couple of times, a couple of my good friends that I felt like I could say things like this to them, they would eat with me and I would kind of make a joke about it. Like, dang, bro, that, that food must be good. Like, yeah, it's good. What do you mean? I'm like, bro, you smacking the hell out of that gum, right? Or out of that food. And be like, oh, no, nah, you know, like it's normal. Like in, in other cultures, like smacking is actually, and I'm like, bro, I don't care about all the cultures, burping, smacking. I just can't deal with it. And so I guess they didn't take me serious. So it happened a couple more times. And so what I started doing was, if we decided to meet up, I would say, hey, why don't you eat before we meet? Yeah. Because I can't. I can't deal with it, you know? And, um, you know, I wanted to invite you to this dinner, but I can't because I, I, I won't be able to, to, to function, you know? It's Make bad. Sure you eat first. <laughs> yeah, hey, like, but you got you to gotta be real with people because, you know, you're choosing to spend your time with them. And if your time is so hyper-focused on the fact that they have no manners, that's a problem, right? And going back to my honesty, you just got to be honest. And if they're your friend, you can tell them like, hey, spit them out or don't eat with me and we can hang out just fine. But if you can't do that, make that tiny little change, then you probably don't even care about this relationship. Facts. Facts. You have spit knowledge today, Dr. Russ. I love it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, let's transition to the last question I like to ask on the show. And the question is, what is something you're most grateful for? Hmm. Um, two things come to my mind. Uh, first off, uh, uh, my Christianity, my belief in Christianity. So that's something, you know, is very much a part of my life every single day. I think there's a higher power. I think we're all on this earth for a particular reason. And to be a follower of Christ is one thing I hold at the utmost degree. Um, number two is family and between God and family, that's where, you know, nothing else matters if you don't have that. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I love talking about gratitude because equally as, I mean, it's almost like the polar opposite of what we just discussed with the pet peeves versus the things that we're grateful for. But, um, I, I really love understanding what makes people tick and, um, and it's just beautiful to kind of hear the response because it allows me 
like in, in a way, like indirectly or directly focus on the things that I'm grateful for while I'm, while I'm understanding what you're grateful for. So thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Well, um, this has been a great chat. I mean, honestly, I, I learned a lot and had some laughs, uh, got a chance to be, uh, motivated by your pull-up, your pull-up <laughs> game. So I dig that. <laughs> um, I hope How my can... form form looked good back there. No, it was good. It was good. I just wasn't sure if your feet were on the ground, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> I promise you, my feet were off the ground for the last last year. Yeah. So, um, what is the best way for people to keep in touch with you? I mean, obviously, Gordon is going to include all the links to Life Force and things like that. But um, are there some some things that you can highlight for people to kind of check out while they're trying to um, to get set up for Life Force? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that people need to realize is their why. And that goes back to my uh, initial question that I ask every single person when they start is why are you doing this? What is your reasoning for being healthy? What does healthy mean to you? So I always tell people, write it down. It becomes real when you take it from your brain and put it on paper. And when people have their why written down, that's when sign up for Life Force because we will put that why in when it comes to health, we'll actually put that into place where your dreams and your goals are going to be achieved. So getting your labs checked is the first easy start. I would always tell people, don't be afraid of checking your labs. The worst thing you could do is be afraid and never check and then get to the point where you have something that's out of control and you can't fix anymore and just know if you're not thriving there's a better way and talk, talking to a doctor getting your biomarkers checked that's what life force is all about and it's just an awesome company and i'm just stoked to be a part of it well as you said it best um you know get started know your why and um check out lifeforce.com We'll add any any uh, links that make sense for you guys to go and check out. Um, stop guessing, start addressing, which is one of those things that I love. Ooh, that's good as a, as, a, as a tagline. Well, this I got this from Life Force. I was doing some content. Oh yeah, you know, stop guessing, start addressing, and I think that's that's actually perfect. You know, it turns a little light bulb on in my you know erratic brain, and it's just like well, no, that makes sense because you know really all along we've all been just kind of guessing, right? Yep. And so when, when yep. you can start addressing that based on your biomarkers, based on your own biology, your individualized biology and what's going on, now we can all start to thrive. And then I think we'll be a little bit easier on everyone else because everyone is trying to figure out like the one best way, the one best supplement, the one best thing. No, just just get started. Know your why, yeah. like, like Dr. Russ says. Absolutely. And I want to finish with there's no magic pill being healthy if we had it i probably wouldn't be doing this job i'd probably be chilling on a beach somewhere okay <laughs> but you know it's putting everything in place you know there's not just one biomarker that tells you you're healthy and that there's not one pill there's not one thing that you can do to make you healthy it's it's optimizing your lifestyle so that you can thrive again thank you for your time dr russ and to all the audience, the viewers, the listeners, thank you for your time as always. And uh, until next time, this is Josh signing out with Simply Walk the Talk. Peace.
simply walk the talk. Walk the talk, talking facts, move like me, but I move a little fast. Make my move, here to last. Fasten these seatbelts, I'm coming past. Take care of me, longevity. Hack my biology, better believe. Walking the talk, so mind and body connected. Better come give us a listen.